everybody, and welcome to The Subject Tonight. I'm Megan. And I'm Jesse, and we will be your co-captains. Megan, why don't we introduce ourselves? Hey, I'm Megan Hamilton. I have what some would call a concerning obsession with Harry Potter. I almost always play as a barbarian in D&D because I lack common sense and self-control, and I wish I could adopt every animal on the planet. I also just happen to be married to this goofball sitting next to me. And I'm the married goofball, Jesse Hamilton. I'm a musician and also an avid nerd, and I love the outdoors. Being from a rural town in Indiana, I grew up in a cornfield where I learned the wonders of nature and silence, something I'm never able to find married to this woman. A bit about the subject tonight, Megan and I both attended and met at Franklin College, and while there, I co-hosted a radio show called The Subject Tonight for two years. Uh, Megan and I have decided to keep that flame going. And in keeping that flame going, the subject tonight will be just as the title implies. We'll talk about whatever we want, whenever we want. Whether it be fandoms, movies, nerddoms, current events, uh, even the weather. The weather is a current event. Mm -hmm. We will be discussing this and more on the subject tonight. And for our first episode's topic, we decided to share with you what not to do in a relationship. I always used to read uh, magazines like Cosmo and try to figure out how women understood men. Until I realized something. They don't understand a damn thing about us. And the proof in that is in some of the absolute worst advice that we were able to find in Cosmo and other magazines like it. We were going through these, um, and it's just insane how many crazy things are, are out there from Cosmo and magazines like it. And we, we try to keep away from some of the sex ones that were explicitly sexual. It's absolutely insane, some of the stuff we found. And and they're not true. I mean, you have to go through some of these looking at it, knowing that they are bold-faced lying to you, ladies. And gentlemen, if you read the magazine. Well, yeah, hey, we're not here to judge. You read whatever you want, whenever you want. Just like our subjects, whatever we want, whenever we want. From number one uh, tonight is sign number three from the article, Four Signs He's Hiding Something From You. A lot of numbers. He gives you too much detail about where he's been and what he's doing. What I grasp from that is don't give any detail about what you've been doing ever. Don't talk to your women. No men. communication. That is key according to Cosmo. Don't, do not talk. Don't do it because you are cheating and you <laughs> will leave them. No, what I found funny about this one is it, it, it doesn't give an example of detail that's beyond saying where you were saying uh, what you were doing they 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 called that too much detail and basically what what it seemed like the article was saying is if they give any detail so if you ask them how work was and they say anything other than fine they're cheating well and what do you what do you say like if if your significant other is like hey um are you uh, where'd you go today did you go out with some friends what do you say nope <laughs> yeah don't worry about it where were you today earth none of your business that's uh, my, it's my business, and I'll ask you to to get away from it. No, uh, we'll talk about this later. But communicating is not a bad thing. Having a man that knows how to, you know, you can, you know, be man, man, woman, woman, man, woman, whatever. Um, Cosmo just most of the time focuses on man, woman relationships, so we'll be usually using those for most of our examples tonight. But like, if your significant other tells you details about their life. That's not always a bad thing. It's probably because they want you to listen. For example, if you tell me at work that you had to give CPR to somebody and, you know, you're really upset about it, 
obviously you just want to you want to talk about it. It's something that upset you. I'm not automatically going to think, oh yeah, sure, you were working hard. Now, Megan and I both work corrections. Yeah. I work in uh, I work for the Johnson County Sheriff's Department as a sheriff's deputy and a correctional officer. And I'm a Johnson County Juvenile Corrections Officer, so we do basically the same line of work, although I will admittedly say that mine is much easier than his. Now, like, so CPR is not something way... Yeah, we all have to be trained for it, so... No, so that's something that, that might actually happen at our jobs, but we talk about our jobs. Our jobs can be very stressful. Um, and even when we go out and do fun things, like we say, hey, we ha- I had a great time, this happened while I was out, and this happened while I was out, we communicate with one another. Well, because, Cosmo says we shouldn't do that anymore, though. Well, Cosmo's not my dad, so I'll do what I want. <laughs> I, I just find it kind of weird that women many times rant to men and complain to men about communication and how we don't communicate near, near as much as we should. But then Cosmo turns around and says, but if he communicates too much... He's a whore. Basically. Cosmo gives a lot of bad advice. A lot of bad advice. For example, the second one that we found today, it was a it's a bit on the sexual side. Not not too graphic, so don't worry about that or anything. But for number two, we have press a fork. A fork, as in from your kitchen drawer, just go pull out a fork and don't don't stab him or anything, but just Press it into different parts of his body, such as his butt cheeks, pecs, and thighs. And, and I am that, quoting from the article. Yeah, here. that comes straight from the article. Butt cheeks, pecs, and thighs. First off, I just need to ask the big question. Who was just thinking, you know what? Want to spice some things up in the bedroom? Hey, spices come from the kitchen. Maybe I should grab something else from the kitchen. And not something normal ish like maybe a spatula nope i'm going straight for the fork and i'm not gonna rake it or lightly scratch him i'm gonna stab him with this fork and if you stab me in the butt cheeks with a fork (laughs) then i'm sorry time's over Uh, obviously you're not in touch with your cosmo side because if you were you'd let me stab you with this fork if cosmo had it their way i'd be getting stabbed with a fork right now in the butt cosmo just doesn't like you very much well no I see, and this is what I envisioned when I first saw this. We're just sitting there after a long day, laying next to each other, and we start to kiss gently. No, romance is in the air. Yeah, she just she climbs on top. We're still clothed. I'm not wanting to paint anything too pornographic. Yeah, get your minds out of the gutter, people. Clothes are on. And she just pulls a fork out of her pocket that I always carry. It's my pocket fork. And then I say to her, "Babe, what are you doing with that fork?" And I say. Don't worry about it. And then she stabs me right in the peck. <laughs> she stabs me right in the chest. I feel my like reaction going to be happening soon. <laughs> my reaction... Uh, you heard it here first, folks. My reaction is not going to be, ooh, something adventurous. It's going to be, this woman has stabbed me in the heart with a fork. I need an ambulance. I think the worst part about this is it's like, obviously, don't break skin or whatever. So all I can think of is just multiple small bruising, which I feel like would honestly be worse than if you would just cut me with the fork. Well, and was this the only thing they could think of to push? Because humans have fingernails. Yeah, teeth. You could nibble. Nibble or lightly scratch. Nibble. Nibble. Uh, (laughs) With a V. With a V. (laughs) You could nibble. 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 (laughs) Diction isn't very important, as is enunciation. Yeah, well, you can take your diction and stab it with a fork. According to Cosmo, yes. (laughs) 
I didn't mix, mention Diction, but... Well, I'm sure that it would have, but, you know, Cosmo is a family-friendly magazine. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. No, and I used to actually... I did actually used to read Cosmo now and again, just when they'd lay around the house, so I could try to figure out, like, okay, maybe I can understand women a little more. And if you read it, then you just... Uh, your your first impression is that women are psychotic. Yep. That they're scary, scary creatures. Well, we are. And maybe I'm a weird man that doesn't like being stabbed with a fork. The, all of that is true. You have nailed it right on the head there. So, and, and, and speaking of thinking about how women think, tell me, ladies, if this is how you decide to date a man. Decide to date him by the shape of his face. Those with oblong faces are supposed to be practical. Round faces mean somebody is sentimental while triangular faces are supposed to signify intelligence. And this is all also from Cosmo? Yes. Now, I have something to say about this. There is actually a documentary that I found very fascinating that I uh, that I watched in high school where they talk about the difference between round men's faces and sharp men's faces, like the facial features. And it said that for one-night stands and for physical relationships, women usually look for people with sharp facial features. So hotties with bodies. Yeah, and people, like, you get your chubbier guys, and that's what women go for with the rounder faces. Not necessarily chubby, just a rounder face. That's what they go for for long-term relationships. And the idea is that subconsciously a woman sees someone with these sharp features, they see more testosterone, and they think that will produce a better offspring, while they see a man with rounder features... But they think that these rounder features will produce somebody that's going to really care for them and nurture them and their offspring. So since I was just watching 21 Drum Street the other day, what you're telling me is that women will technically, or typically rather, sleep with Channing Tatum, but they will marry Jonah Hill. Yeah. I guess that's that's a good comparison. According to the study that they found, um, that, 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 that would kind of be the, the thought process there. Um, but I, I found that interesting. But... I found it kind of weird that Cosmo thought you could decide whether somebody was practical, sentimental, or intelligence by the shape of their face. Well, not only that, but how do you know, like, people's face shape? I'm sorry, maybe I'm just ignorant, but I've never looked at you or at any other guy and be like, mmm, that triangular face. Well, you've looked at guys, though, and you've been like, wow, look at that jawline. Okay, before. yeah. Like, people with, with stronger jaws are going to be more oblong. Um, people... Well, that sounds like triangular to me. Am I No, am I triangular is going to be more like... I'm trying to think of who... To, Reese Witherspoon has a tri- triangular... Reese Witherspoon's hot. She is. She is. Or, I, well, then I was going to say Benedict Cumberbatch, for, but he doesn't have a face shape. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is just... Just hot. I know, just, I just, everyone's hot. <laughs> he nonchalantly has a head that connects to a neck. Um, he's a very attractive head on a neck. Okay, that's fine. Uh, if if you believe that, uh, I think he looks like a turtle person. I... <laughs> I truly believe he looks like a turtle person. Well, that's the cutest turtle I've ever met in my whole life. I don't know. Have you ever seen the Ninja Turtles? And not the ones done by Michael Bay, like the Ninja Turtles. They're the adorable. cartoons. Yeah, let's go. With oh that. no, they're a cart. Okay, well let's talk about that. Benedict Cumberbatch, I would sleep with. Yeah. Ninja Turtles, I would not do that with, so I guess I have to marry. Would you have a nice relationship with the Ninja Turtles? I, I would be best friends with the Ninja Turtles. I think that uh, I think that the Ninja Turtles would be cool to hang out with, but I think they'd get like that with you know that annoying person that you date for a few months, like you. Yeah, except you stay with me, and then <laughs> you find out like they were so energetic and fun and so free spirited when you met them, and eventually it was like, wow, I hate this person. You. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I stayed with you anyway. You did. I, here we are. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. So I, love, I love you. I love you. Um, what do you What do you think about this? As a woman, would would you ever decide by anyone's face shape? For sure, I would never do it consciously. That's just not something for me. I don't typically decide on faces, and I know that sounds terrible, but, like, I obviously want you to have a face. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, what attracted me to you was your singing voice, mm-hmm. like, first off. And then once I got to know you, the second thing I noticed about you is that you were one of the funniest people I've ever met. Now, it just so happened to be that you were also very cute. Oh. But that was, like, that was not the deciding factor for me. It was the fact that I completely and fully enjoyed your companionship. And, like, I wanted to make it more than just friends at that point. Yeah. Now, like, once I, once again, I said I did have an attraction to you. So there has to be an attraction. But it was not me being like, oh, he's a practical choice. Or, oh, he must be really smart. It was literally the fact that you had a beautiful singing voice and you were hilarious. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I'm just not the typical Cosmo female, but your looks had almost nothing to do with the fact that I wanted to be with you. Well, I mean, let's say that there is this subconscious thing here. Um, maybe Cosmo's doing a good thing, because I've heard once before that sometimes bringing the subconscious into conscience is a great way to work it out, and it's a great way to be practical. Oh, look at me with my practicality. I must have... <laughs> I must have a oblong face. But um, it's a good way to be practical uh, about things and make better decisions is to bring your subconscious into the more conscious realm. At the same time, though, them giving one good piece of advice does not make up for the other amounts of crazy advice that they're giving. Like this next one that says, give him a beer facial. We know we said that we were going to try to stay away from some of the sexual stuff, but I'm just... Is this sexual? I feel like they were meaning it to be because they say that the reason you're supposed to give it to them is that the smell of hops and the other ingredients of beer are supposed to excite him. I mean, I know that a lot of guys like the the smell of beer, but I absolutely hate it. And if you ever gave me a beer facial, I might give you a fist facial. (laughs) Who goes up? How do you how do you initiate that? Is it like are you in the bedroom at first and then you just you say are you ready? Is there consent? Yeah, this seems really unconsensual. Or do you just run up to him and splash him in the face with beer? That's the other thing. I, I would don't get me wrong. I don't want to read this article fully just because the tagline honestly it, it's it's enough for me. But what I would be interested to know is, is this supposed to be a playful thing where you're suddenly, you know, having like a water fight with beer? Because that's also stupid. That is sticky, and that's how you get ants. Do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. I read the full articles on these, um, and it it did mention something about while he's laying down, slowly pour it. it, Okay, it would be different if I'm slowly pouring it into your mouth and you like beer. You can't make this This is a beer facial. If that beer gets in his eyes, it's donezo, ladies. If it gets anywhere on my face, because I, I honestly think that beer smells like urine. I well, hate beer. And how much more stereotypically caveman can you get with this? Like, guys like beer, guys like sex, let's put them together. Caveman. Okay, so sometimes that works, though. There are sometimes that uh, combining two things that people like together and making them sexual works. I just don't think that splashing beer on somebody's face, first off, you're wasting beer. Second you off, you don't even like beer. Why I do you care about that? Why, why waste alcohol in general? <laughs> it's it, it just seems like a silly thing, and I think they were kind of grasping for straws 
whenever they... Uh, That's another thing. You could have just given it to him through a straw instead of splashing it all over his face. Yeah. Grasp at that straw. Or just, I don't know. Don't leave him alone. For yeah. a, well, leave him alone for a night. Let him drink a beer on the couch. Or have sex like a normal couple. Don't bring forks and beer into your bedroom. Just don't do it. What if you put a fork inside the beer and then you poured it and you just kind of let the fork stab wherever? Well, I feel like you would instantly marry that person because Cosmo said so. If you really want to get to know somebody, um, then listen to this advice from Seventeen Magazine. And this one was actually kind of disturbing to me, mostly because it came from Seventeen Magazine, and it is sneak yourself into their routine. Upon reading the article, one example they give is find out when and where they have lunch every day, and then from there, come by, have a conversation with them, and then leave. And I, I, I read this to a few people, and I got the same reaction from everyone. And the buzzword that continues to come up is stalking. stalking. It's stalking. And, and they're telling these girls to stalk. And I uh, I chose this one as my example because it was kind of weird. It seems like you're holding them as a conversational hostage once a day until they develop a Stockholm Syndrome. And, and I, found, I, I found that interesting that we're telling girls to do this. I remember whenever I was in high school and in the dating game many years ago. Many an eon ago. Many an eon ago. I, I remember I would always be like, hey, this girl's neat. Um, are you guys going to hang out soon? If so, let me come. Like, you, you become a part of their, their core group. And then from there, you know, kind of talk to them. But you don't randomly come up to this person and be like, hi, my name is Jesse. You are a person that I am interested in talking to. Goodbye, I'll do this tomorrow at 120. Well, that's the thing. The article doesn't make it seem like you're going to tell them that you'll see them tomorrow. The article makes it seem like... You show up and do Find it. out when they're having lunch. So, first of all, find out, like, stalking, once again, when they're having lunch every day. And then just show up there and be like, oh, what a coincidence that you're here. And then leave. And do this every day until it becomes a part of their routine. I'm sorry, but that is not coincidental. That is not cute. That is stalking, and it's creepy, ladies. You know, I actually found some things from Seventeen Magazine that I didn't want to do a full segment on, and it kind of disturbed me. And one of the things from Seventeen Magazine that they were talking about was sexy... What was it? It was like oh, enticing... sexy texting. Yeah, sexy texting for Seventeen Magazine. And it was, it was um, texts that drive him wild without explicitly, you know, saying anything sexual... And it was, you know, what are you doing right now? Uh, nothing. Wish I was there. And stuff like that. And, oh, what would you do if you were here? And it was like, it'll, it'll drive that his mind wild. Explicitly it was like, sexual, it'll drive his mind I'm wild. Whatever. And I was really, I mean, people text that way. I understand it. Like, it happens. But you, you don't promote to 17-year-olds and younger, you know, because nobody 17 and above is reading 17 magazine. You know, 17 and under, you don't promote that to them. Like, oh, that's exactly what they're promoting. And here's the thing. They're conditioning them to then read Cosmo. So they're oh, giving yeah. them all this, quote-unquote, non-sexual advice. But I'm sorry, if you're under the age of 17, okay, if, if you're under the age of college age, okay, you should not be texting someone, hey, what would you do if I were here? Um, you know what you should be doing? Sleeping. Finishing high school, Study. getting a great education, going on with your life and being a prominent member of society, not thinking about sex all the time. I've got, I had quite a bit of things to do in high school. I was very busy. Oh, I, was um, a, I was a terrible kid in high school. That's why this is so important to me. Well, I was the kid in high school that I was in theater, I was in music, 
Um, I was in choir. I was in. Let me think. At one point, I was in four different choirs. You didn't have at the once. time to read anything from seventeen. <laughs> I didn't. I had no time for that. I read a lot of Walden and Henry David Thoreau, uh, civil disobedience, and things like that. That's that's another subject. You don't have to do that, kids. That's that's no. not a part of what you need to be doing. No, it's that's a different time. But anyways, um, no, and I and I had a job and all that. I never really had time to read Seventeen magazine and send a lot of sexy text messages while being a minor. Um, and I, I, I don't know. That just was kind of disturbing to me. This the the original t- topic as well of sneak yourself into their routine like a Navy SEAL. These are seventeen year olds, and you're teaching these seventeen year olds to get already into just bad relationships based on stalking and based on like sexting manipulation. Well, and I, I was mean, I was going to say the word the manipulation as well because a lot of the articles that you read from Cosmo almost seem manipulative. They are. They do not almost seem. They are manipulative. Like, go up to the person. Talk to them. Be normal. Do normal date things. I have a theory. Do you want to hear my theory? Okay. And and this is this is a theory that honestly, I don't know. They, I don't think they can sue me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please don't sue me. I'm broke. We hope that Cosmo Magazine will not sue the subject tonight as we are very small and very poor and make no money from this at this point in time. Like, we, we make zero money from this, and I also don't make enough money to go through a lawsuit. So I'm just going to give an honest and completely unbiased opinion of why I think that Cosmo publishes these articles. They publish them so that your relationships will fail and you will continue having to buy Cosmo. <laughs> okay? These Cosmo articles are almost always pointed to... Girls that are still in, like, the club scene. Girls that still want to go out and party. Girls that are still, you know, how to make a relationship flourish. In a, you know, how to make a new relationship last. So all of these are pinging on the point that these women are either single or newly in a relationship. If your relationship actually works out, why do you need to keep buying Cosmo? You're in a healthy relationship. You're in a stable relationship. Well, how would you know to stab me with a fork? had it not been for Cosmo. Well, and that's exactly what I'm saying. These these articles that we're reading in Cosmo are reasons to leave you. I mean, give him a beer facial and stab him with a fork. I'm sorry. Listen to this advice, ladies. If he communicates with you, he's cheating. Yeah. You you have to listen to how crazy this sounds. I mean, and, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe this advice is solid and, you know, our relationship is just doomed. But I, I just don't see that happening. Well, uh, when we come back, we're going to be giving our own advice on what you probably won't see in Cosmo. Hopefully. So thank you, and we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to the subject tonight. We've been talking about bad relationship advice from Cosmo, like magazines, and we decided that we would give our own advice. So Jesse and I have been together since about 2011, and we've definitely had our ups and downs and all arounds. So I don't want anybody to feel like we're some sort of relationship counselor no. or that we are the know-all, end-all on this subject. We have not been together for, you know, a million years. So please just take this as normal advice. But this is what we've been able to take from it all. So, um, babe, what, what kind of uh, advice do you have for him? I think I'm going to go real cliche here. Um, and my first thing is going to be communication. Talking to each other effectively and and not holding things in with one another, I think is very important. I think that letting the other person know how you feel and letting them know, you know, if there are issues in the relationship is very important. So what you're saying is that when Cosmo says that if he gives you too much information, screw Cosmo. Yeah. The, <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, we don't say the F word on the subject tonight, but screw you, Cosmo. Like, it's important to talk to one another, and that's something that has really taken us both a lot of time, is learning how to communicate with one another. And and for me especially, I'm one of those people that never talked about my feelings when we first got together, never. and now she can't get me to shut up. I think it's very important to talk to one another um, about issues, and I feel like most things can be resolved, I think in life in general, by just sitting down with somebody and calmly... You know, you you can be passionate about it, but, but talking to somebody in a civil manner. Um, we never do that, by the way. Civil, no, we don't. Well, and that brings me to another point that I have, which is understanding. And it's understanding the other person. It, it, it's understanding how they work, how they tick. Um, and from there, changing your way of communication or trying to even help them work through some of the ways that they they have this unhealthy way of communicating with one another. And um, I don't think you're saying change who you are. Just no, change how you communicate. Change how you go about something. Cause, uh, it, it, because they might work in a different way. And if you want to help them change an unhealthy way that they communicate, you have to let them know that this is something that is not okay that you do. Like, for instance, holding things in until you just explode. Me. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. It's an unhealthy way of communicating. And that's something you should try to work together on. And I definitely try to work very hard on it. But that's not always saying that you're going to be perfect. For example, we got into what I can only describe as a very, what should have been a small, small argument. Not even an argument. A small, maybe, disagreement. And instead, I was having a bad night, like you're all going to have. And I'm sure that we'll get into that in a yeah. minute. But you're sometimes you're going to have a bad night. And on that bad night, I decided that instead of talking, instead of having any disagreement at all, I was going to leave. Just walked out of the door. Didn't, didn't talk to him about it at all. That is not how you communicate, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to your significant other. And also, uh, also though, understanding that some things about them are not going to change. One example that Megan and I discussed earlier was, um, was I am a person that likes to fix things immediately. I see a problem in front of me. I like to solve that problem as soon as possible so it's no longer a problem. But I am exactly the opposite. I want to take a step back. I want all emotions to be down. I want to be able to think about what's really wrong and what I want to say. I want to take, a, you know, at least an hour apart from them typically, if not an entire day. And, you know, that's not always the healthiest way to go about it either. And so now we've kind of met in the middle. We've, we've, we've kind of met this compromise where... It's. I give her a little bit of time to cool down. It may not be days away from the conversation that we've had. We've definitely kind of met the middle to where I can let her get some of her emotions out before we talk about it. Because when she's emotional, there is no coming back until she's... Until I'm done crying my eyes out and having like yeah. a breakdown. So... That, that's one way that I understand her. She's an emotional mess, and that's okay. And this happens most of the time. We're not saying that this is going to happen every single time. Like I said, the other night when I had a bad night, I decided to leave and walk away from the situation. Every every once in a while, that's okay. It doesn't mean it's healthy. It doesn't mean that's the healthy way to handle it. It's but okay to have, have unhealthy to be perfect. Moments. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect. Those are two of my biggest ones. Um, maintaining healthy communication with one another I think is 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 very important and I, I i emphasize the word healthy because there's people that will argue just tooth and nail we used to yeah about the stupidest stuff and it finally came down to sitting down and talking with one another about a problem we had i don't know megan um what advice do you have now mine's not as cliche as yours mine's definitely on the funny track but i promise it'll make sense if you guys will hear me out on this 
My advice is that find somebody that you still like after they fart. And I don't mean they fart in another room. After they will just literally fart right next to you and it is the rankest fart in the world. The whole reason Megan Hamilton. Yeah. My farts Marriage counselor. are terrible. His farts make my farts look like cotton candy farts. But I love him. And that that's the point. Relationships are not sunshine and rainbows, ladies. You are not going to wake up every morning to your significant other having laid out roses and rose petals on your bed and got a babysitter for your kids and is rubbing your feet. That is not how it happens. You cannot get her roses because the first time I gave her flowers, (laughs) she was very sick. And And I I was out of it. You have to know this. I, I went and I picked flowers and I brought them to her room and I knocked on the door. She told me to come in. I came in. And I just set the flowers next to her, these beautiful wildflowers, to which her response was... These are beautiful, but I hate flowers. And so, (laughs) me, being a romantic at the time, was very devastated by this. But once again, this this came to the thing of understanding her. She hates flowers. Don't get her flowers from now on. Because every... Flowers wither and die. I, I think it's the silliest thing that flowers are an expression of love... Because you're just going to sit there and watch these flowers die. And is that symbolic of your love? That your love is just going to wither and die? Uh, I'm sorry. Maybe unpopular it's what opinion. It is. Hashtag it's unpopular what it opinion. Is. But no, you're going to have these awful days. Both physically, like farting. And looks, too. Um, you're going to have days where each person's just not at their best. Like last night, we had a St. Patty's Day party. This morning, mm-hmm. I am still in PJ pants with leftover mascara on and my hair is in a messy bun. You're also you're also going to have emotionally bad days. You're going to have emotionally ugly days where somebody's just... They're in a bad mood and it's very hard to pull them out of the funk. It They're, they're being just an, a jerk. I try to say not the other word. You can say whatever words you want. Look, I don't, I don't, just a side note. We're not trying to pretend that we're like saints here. We have total sailor mouths. We are trying to make this not necessarily family friendly because like we just had a conversation on Cosmo stabbing people with forks. Yeah. But, um, we, we all have bad days and that's something you have to expect and you have to be able to love them through those bad days, through those, through the muck. You got to be able to see who they really are. I mean, people are normal. Everyone is normal. If you fart and you poop, you are a normal person. If you do gross things, you are a normal person. You, If you're in a relationship where you don't feel like you can fart in front of your significant other, get either, either fix that or get out, okay? If someone is with you because they love you, I, the best thing I can do is quote Juno here, is you're, eventually you're going to find somebody that thinks the sun shines out your ass. Like, that it, you are going to find that person. Jesse just happens to be that person for me. We literally had a conversation about how we ate too much Chinese food today and I was feeling really gassy. That is an everyday conversation to yeah. have. And find some... It, some people are very conservative with gross stuff like that. And that's fine. Maybe find somebody else that's very conservative about gross things like that. Find somebody that you're compatible with. But the whole point, I think, of the of love somebody... Find somebody you love after they fart is 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 more it's more wide spectrum than it is it casts a larger net than just few farts oh no of course no it's more it, it, it's more relationships all... are ugly and relationships are hard and sometimes they're gross and if you find somebody to be a good partner through all of that with you that's what makes it worth it it reminds me of whenever we were together our freshman year and megan had a series of um 
I'm trying to think of the word. They were like staph infections. It required a lot of me helping her get rid of these uh, staph infections as and we were poor students. this was within, what, like the first three months of us dating? Yeah, and she just so happened to find somebody that it didn't gross out. I also, I'd like to think Megan and I pretty quickly fell in love with each other. A little too quickly at first because we, we, we very quickly fell in love with who each person was. But we did not go through the regular steps of learning, you know, good communication with one another and no. all that. We and went straight into, like, from crush to love, like, within maybe a couple months. And it didn't really leave us time to figure out, okay, this is how he argues. This is how she argues. This is when he needs his space. This is a cue for me to back off. Like, yeah, we, 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 we fell in love with a lot of different things about each other, but... We, we kind of glanced over some of those things. But we had a lot of ugly moments back then that we've really had to work through now. And it actually, it took a, a few breaks in there to be able to figure that out. To, to And this is something um, else that we talked about was being able to spend time apart yes. from a significant other. Being able to find a significant other that is going to be comfortable enough with you having friends. Because you are two separate people. You are, you know, I am Jesse. She is Megan. We're a couple. We do a lot of things together. But we have different interests, and we are different people with different friends. We share a lot of friends, but we have some different friends. And my biggest advice, especially if you are a hashtag jealous female, your man or your significant other is going to have friends of the opposite, or if you're in a same-sex relationship, of the same sex, and that doesn't mean he's cheating on you. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of friends that we've had over the years. I grew up with my mom mostly raising me, and so I have a lot of I have a lot better time making friends with other with with women than I do with men. Well, I, and I was have, the same way up until I got to college. Almost all of my friends were guys. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with you know with having friends like that. And this comes back to communication. If you are having some doubts or some jealousy issues, then talk to the person. Sit down and talk to them about it. Like, for instance, uh, you had mentioned texting. Oh, yeah. One of the things that we have is that we are totally terrible with electronics. Both of us. Me, actually, I think I'm worse than, than you are with yes. it. To the point where, like, we used to sit down to watch a movie or to go on a date, and one or the other one of us would be on the phone. Now, Jesse is really, really good at telling me, babe, come on, we're spending time together. Put down your phone. She says that now, but then I'll say it later, and she's going to Oh, yeah, no, my phone is going to be in front of me as soon as this podcast is over. Like, you're lucky I'm on my phone right now. But, which she was during the rehearsal. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but put your phones down, though. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that, that we talked about, and that's the reason we're giving this advice, is that he does have have several girlfriends and one of those girlfriends he's a little bit closer with than than most of the other ones to the point where they'll text back and forth and this person also works a night shift like like we do so it's one of the few people it's one of the few people that I, I noticed him texting a lot and so one of the things that I said to him is you know babe we're just on a break from lunch. I think it was on a break from one of our lunches or something and I was like look I only have like 30 minutes left on my lunch and I just want to spend time with you. Can you please tell her that, you know, you'll talk to her later. I just want some you time. And And it's not an unreasonable request. It's not like he threw his phone at me and was like, you know, screw you. Get out of my car. I'm going to talk when I want. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you don't notice you're doing it. Like it's totally subconscious. You just are texting someone and you have to try to catch yourself and things like that. Like 
movies is one of those things where there are days where you can just sit down and just sit, veg just and, veg yeah. with you out with each other, man, and and, and text and look God, at that YouTube. Was today. Yeah, but <laughs> if you're watching a movie or something like that, put down your phone. That's an experience. That a movie is an experience, and that's something that you want to experience with the person next to you. That's why multiple people will go to movies together, or you go with someone else. You want to experience that with someone. It's also okay to go to movies apart. I mean, I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to read our blog yet. If you haven't, mm-hmm. um, Jesse did a review over Beauty and the Beast, and I did a review over my experience. Um, I think they're pretty neat, but you know, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're cool. Um, but basically, when we went, we went with our roommate, Jacob, my mm-hmm. best friend, Sierra, and then me and Jesse. But me and Jesse did not sit together at the movie theater. No. I sat on the outside by Sierra, and then he sat between Sierra and Jacob. You don't have to spend every waking moment together. And even when you are spending time together, you don't have to be together as a date. We went as a friend date, and all of us went together. And it was not me and Jesse plus two wheels. You yeah, know, it, it, was, it was a group of friends. Because you have to be friends with your significant other. Like, it, it was a group of friends that went out and saw a movie. Exactly. And, uh, you know, on, on that note, I would sometimes just like to be able to go out with my girlfriends and not include him. And that doesn't mean that my girlfriends don't like Jesse or that he doesn't get along with them. Sometimes I don't want to be around him. Yeah. Just like I love my mother. My mother, we, we've had this conversation many a time. My mom is my best friend. Shout out to Debbie. What up? Deb. But I don't want to see her every waking moment of the day. You, you know, like, sometimes I just want my own space. She knew that as a teenager. My mom was very, very nurturing. Like, she gave me my space when I needed it, and she got in my space when she, you know, when it needed to happen. And as a, a relationship between you and your significant other, it should work the exact same way. Your significant other does not always want you in their space, even though they love you and they chose to be with you. Take time. You can't have two half people make one healthy relationship. You no. need to be your own full person. And you need to, you know, you need to be able to live your own life. And, I mean, I think it's very important to really find yourself before you enter a relationship. No, absolutely. I I 100% agree with that. Well, I think that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for coming by to listen to our very first episode of The Subject Tonight. We appreciate your support. Yeah, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. And also send us a message or comment with any new ideas that you might have for future episodes. You can also find our blogs on this page where we will be talking about movies, video games, and whatever we feel like. So I'm Megan. I'm Jesse. And come by next week for our next subject.